Look out, here comes The Blitz, a podcast dedicated to covering all the local sports in Sumter, Lee, and Clarendon counties. A member of the Item Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of The Blitz. I'm Tim Leibel, and on today's episode, it is state championship time for skis of football. And of course, Lee Academy is back in there for the third year in a row, where again, they'll be facing Thomas Hayward Academy on Saturday down in Charleston Southern. So we've got David Rankin here, their head coach, in to chat about the matchup and hopefully coming away with a win on Saturday. Let's get to that conversation. All right, David, thank you so much for taking the time. I know pretty busy this week, I'm sure, preparing for another state championship, so thanks for taking the time to come down. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, and you know, another great season for the Cavaliers to be back in this 1A state championship game. Before we kind of get to the details of the season in this game, you know, what does it mean to this program to, you know, get back to this game and and not only to get to this state championship for the third year in a row, but, you know, in the fashion that you guys have being pretty dominant all season long. Yeah, we've been dominant this year. Most games we played real well. Our offensive line has played super good all. To get back there, um, you know, it's a goal of ours every year. Uh, January, we first day we started lifting weights in January, we started talking about getting there. So it's a long process. I think we went a lot of games January through the 1st of August, and that's what we're trying to do. We're going to work off a hard weight room and – and it showed a lot this year, but we've got it. We bought in over there. You know, we this will be five out of the last eight we've played for. You know, need to win one of. We won one, but we need to win another one. Absolutely, and you know, with this group in particular, getting back to you know, for some of these kids, it's third. How much are they driven by, you know, the the incremental progress that they've made in these state championship yeah. games where they've kind of gotten closer but still haven't quite gotten there? And, you know, when you're, you know, a senior or a junior that has yeah. played in two of these things, you know, how much did that kind of drive that, you know, win in this season in January? It, it does. Um, we were real motivated in January, February. Um, Thomas Hayward's got a lot to do with us not winning it. Um They've got a good football program, too. You know, this is their fifth year in a row being there. Don't want it. Well, this is their fifth year trying to win it. They've won it four years in a row. So I don't I don't know where they've been there before that and lost or not. But, they, you know, they've been there. They've won it four years in a row. So, you know, they have a lot to do with us not winning it the last couple of years. But we'll see if we can change that a little bit this year. Absolutely. And um, to talk about this kind of season as a whole to this point, um, what do you think is kind of the biggest driving force to – um, not only getting to this game, but you know, playing as I kind of mentioned, the, as dominant as you have so far this year. Uh, I think a lot of it, you know, we got 15 seniors um, and a good bit of juniors. I think it's 12 juniors, maybe. And, and you know, when you sit there and you have, uh, I think we got 57 students in the school and 42 of them play football. So you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a fraternity within a fraternity with the football program. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's what they want to do. And, you know, Bishopville's kind of out there. Now, we have a lot of guys from up toward North Central and Lugolf and Hartsville, Florence. So we're not only kids from Bishopville, but, you know, we, we've developed those and we've come together as a group and play for each other a lot of times, you know. 
Absolutely. And, you know, the way that you controlled a lot of games this year has kind of started in those trenches, you know, and that's always been a point of emphasis for you. And this group has done a really good job of controlling uh, the trenches on both sides of the ball. Talk a little bit about that group in particular and and some of the specific kids that have really kind of stood out to you this year. Yeah, when this thing started, we were a four wide, throw it all over the field with, with some kids we had. We had four good receivers and we threw it and that kind of changed the quarterback situation. Hadn't changed a whole lot. We still had pretty good quarterbacks can throw the ball, but the people around them changed. So we kind of started bringing it in and playing a lot of power football. And we've always been a power football team to a certain degree, even though we were in the spread. Um, this year, last year and this year, we took it to another notch. And, you know, we double tight with a, uh, three backs in the backfield and we, we – cramming down people's throat, and uh, we've done a good job of that. Those kids have bought in uh, to what we're doing, and they believe that's the way we can win football games. We try to control the clock, not give the other team a whole lot of opportunities to score. Um, you can take those 12 and 14 play drives and go score, kind of demoralize them. When they get it back, they go three and out, we do it again, and it's, it's kind of been – that's kind of been our recipe for success. Absolutely, and, and you can't run an offense like that without having the guys that kind of open up the holes for them. And you, right. you guys had some returning linemen this year with some really good experience. You know, Eli Tomlinson kind of leading the way there. But um, talk a little bit about that group and how you've really seen them come together throughout this season. You know, we're not as big as everybody thinks we're big, but we're not big. You know, they just play hard. The two tight, two tight ends, uh, Lance Frydenberger and Josh. Uh, Joshua Watson, Josh is about 160, and Lance is probably 180. And then the two tackles weigh about 175. The twins, Alex Garrett and um, Nathan Garrett, both of them, they get after it. They play as hard as they can possibly play. And then we get a little bigger in there uh, with Eli's, you know, 215. And then Aubrey Boyce is probably 230, 240. And then our center's our big guy, 6'5, 295. So. You know, we go, we we are big in some spots, but not not overly huge. But they come off the ball, they've worked hard. You know, um, five of those are seniors, so you know they've been around a long time. They've been in two of these state championship games. They know what it takes to get there. They know what it takes to do what we have to do in the off season to 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 get ready to play a season. Um, Eli and the twins and Aubrey Boyce. Don't play a whole lot of other sports. You know, the twins play basketball, and but then basketball's over, they get in the weight room, and Aubrey Morris plays baseball, but we left weights during baseball season, so he, and he, he don't miss it's with me, so <laughs> they don't miss a whole lot of time there. So it's really they bought in and, and do what they're supposed to do. Absolutely. And, you know, the biggest changes kind of offensively to this group comes with, you know, the weapons that are kind of running behind them. And obviously you've got Hampton back um, at running back. But, you know, last year you guys really had to lean really heavily on him. Um, and this year a lot of other guys carrying the load. Obviously uh, Jesse Bowers, a quarterback, and Deshaun yeah. Haddon, um, you know, being the two kind of biggest other pieces in that right. rushing attack. But um, talk a little bit on how big it's been um, to not have to have one guy that you're so heavily leaning on in well, that rushing attack. Like Friday night, they, they took Hampton away from us. They, they, they come in the game, Hampton ran for 276 yards against them last time, so they wanted to take him away. He had 76 yards, or not, might have been 96, something like that. Didn't break 100 on, uh, I think, 18, 18, 19 carries, but then 
you know, trying to stop him. Jesse Bowers had 19 carries, 229 yards. So, you know, um, that kind of helps, you know, having him in the backfield that can run the football too. And, and Deshaun Haddon and and, we'll, and our wing backs, uh, William West and, and uh, Bryson Muldrow have done a good job. We run that little counter play and, and Bryson had two 20-yard runs Friday night, you know, on that count, on our counter play. And, you know, people can't sit on Hampton as much as they could last year. Uh, that's changed a little bit. And we've learned the offense a little bit better. You know, we've added some wrinkles to this offense where last year we went wing T and <clears throat> wing T and uh, just heavy set kind of together. This year we hadn't run any wing T. We all heavy set and spread it out. A little bit of wishbone thrown in there if we need to, you know, uh, power set. So we, we spread it out some, especially since we've got Logan Aarons back, one of our receivers, senior receiver that – Broke his hand early in the year, and so we spread it out a little more since we got him back. Absolutely, and you know what was kind of the process of of adding Jesse and Deshaun into this offense as well? Transfers coming um, in this year. It, they just they good athletes, and, and uh, I'd seen them on you know I looked at the huddle film and 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 knew what kind of athletes they were, and uh, the best thing about them is they bought in and, and have done a great job, especially Deshaun Haddon. Um, can't ask for a better younger than him. Does everything we ask him to do. Um, he's fit in real well. He's also an outside backer. You know, he's probably a better outside backer than running back, but he's a good running back. Um, he's better on the defense side of the ball. He, you know, we put him to wide side of the field, and he's had a great year on the defense side of the ball. Absolutely, and and flipping over that side of the ball, you know, you guys have have had success this year on that side of the ball. And um, what has kind of made that defense kind of click so far this year? Um, we've kind of made ourselves stay in one defense, three, four, and we've we've worked and worked and worked on fundamentals in that defense, and we've kind of stayed with it and hadn't tinkered with anything, and and we kind of know what to do over there now. We've gotten better every week. I think last week was probably our best defensive effort of the year against St. John's. You know, they got a high-powered offense, and, you know, we basically – we shut them out. They got in the red zone, I think, twice, and we turned them away both times. So, I, I, I was tickled to death with our defense last week. Our tackling's gotten better as the year went on, and, and uh, some kids have stepped up and really played well. Yeah, and you mentioned you know playing St. John's last week, and that being the second time that you faced them this year, and you know obviously very familiar with facing them at this point in the season right. in the semifinals as well. And you know before that game, you talked about how St. John's had gotten a lot better since the first time you guys right. played them. What kind, what kind of worked for you guys to be able to not only you know come home with a second win there, but to do so in a way where you shut them out, you get your four touchdowns offensively or five touchdowns offensively, and get that thing going. Um, we uh, knew what they were going to do. They 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 didn't. You know, they not going to change the offense a whole lot. So we we had an idea of what plays to look for and what to look for on certain downs. And we did our you know we did our due diligence on on doing that kind of stuff. But we've just got better defensively. You know we you know they scored thirty six points the first time and zero this time. They've gotten a lot better defense because we scored 49 last time and kind of called, you know, kind of didn't try to score a couple times when we could have. And and uh, this time, you know, we struggled to get 28. So they've got a lot better 
Um, we had 28, you know, we turned it over twice when we were driving. Both times we had trouble against holding on the ball against them. They they do a good job of stripping the ball, but um, we did well. Absolutely. And now, you know, another you know familiar opponent with Thomas Hayward. And how much does it help to have that level of familiarity with this group at this well, point? They don't fool you. They're going to do what they do and kind of like we do. So, so both of us know what each other does. It's just whether or not we can, we can execute it or not. They're going to be in a 3-4 defense. They're going to line up in the spread. They're going to run counter trade. They're going to run trap. They're going to run power. And that's about what they're going to do. And, and we got to line up and see if we can stop it. Yeah, and, you know, is this team as good as they have been in years past? You know, coming in? Uh, I would think up front they're not as good as they have been in the backfield, probably as good um, receiver. They don't have – they got one good receiver where they'd have three or four good receivers in the past. Not saying the rest of them can't play, but they would have three college receivers out there where they got one this time. And um, they've got two running backs that are very good. A little freshman that, you know, played as an eighth grader last year and, Dominated last as an eighth grader. I say little, he's 210 pounds. And then um, they've got a senior tailback that's pretty good. So they alternate them. Got a quarterback to coach his son, Dietrich Shuford, who can run and throw. So that kind of makes it, you know, interesting. Yeah. And, and you mentioned, you know, the ground game first and foremost, and they've really kind of made their money on the ground. But yeah. will they kind of just throw it enough to keep you honest, or yeah, what's kind of the process? They'll there? throw it up. They'll throw it deep a good little bit. And we go out to we go out to not get beat deep, not give up the big play, and keep everything in front of us. And they they have big runs on their counter trade. They, it seems like every game they break two or three long runs. So we go out to keep them in front and not let them break long runs and tackle well and be what we're supposed to be. Yeah, and and what is going to be the biggest key to slowing down that rushing attack? Who has to kind of have success, you know, up front for you guys to win um, in the trenches? You know, our defensive line has to do their job. You know, not not uh, play for them, but play team football and and get get our run fits right. And our linebackers have to make our defensive line right when they when they do mess up. And, uh, I think we'll be okay up front. Our front seven's gonna have to dominate the game if they can, and we'll, you know, we'll come, on, we'll win. If not, we will be in trouble. Yeah, and you know, Thomas Hayward has given you fits defensively over the last couple of years. And what have you kind of seen from them on that side of the ball this year? Well, um, you know, they lost some college football players, which is, you know, when you. Lose college football players, that changes the thing. Not saying they don't have good football players, they just don't have the ones they've had in the past. They've been very big, 270, 280 across the front, and they're down to not little, but 200 across the front, 210. So that's, you know, that's going to make a big difference in our, should make a big difference in our power run game. We might be able to knock some of them off the ball this time. But they, they scrappy, they play hard. Um, they're not going to want to be the team that, just like we're, my crowd don't want to be the team that doesn't win and make deep run in the playoffs. Their team doesn't want to be the team that's not going to win the state championship. So, you know, they motivated. They're going to play hard. You don't never want to be that team because they heard it. You know, when we graduate certain people, oh, y'all can't win next year. You graduated so-and-so. They hearing that down there too. That's just common, you know, between kids. Y'all can't win without me when them seniors graduate. And uh, I know they've heard it, you know, and I think they'll be motivated. Absolutely. And, you know, what is 
the the mental hurdle that kind of comes with playing a team this many times in a row in a state championship and, and not being able to get the win the first time. Are you kind of seeing these guys as you know motivated to get past them this time, or is there, is there kind of a hurdle that you have to climb of just saying, hey, we can beat this team? Uh, I think you just have to take it as another game. It's a different year. Um, don't put a whole lot of pressure on nobody. Just go down there and play as hard as we can play, and let's see what happens. You know, take it as another game. Because if you, you know, don't dwell, I'm, we're not going to dwell on they beat us the last two years. We're going to dwell on 2022, and let's see what we can do in 2022. Absolutely. And, you know, we mentioned, you know, having some new faces this year. And, you know, with them kind of not having that championship experience, what is the the uh, the message to those guys of of not letting this game kind of be too big when they're going down there? I, I don't know that it'll be too big for those guys. Um, they've had some success playing in, in baseball and, foot, and football, and I think they'll have it okay. Um, they had the stage hadn't been too big for them this year. They, you know, they've done fine so far. Absolutely. And what's the biggest thing that needs to go right for you guys to come away um, come away with that win on Saturday? We got control of the football. Don't turn it over and eliminate big plays. And, and, you know, we mentioned the, the kind of wanting to get over this hurdle. And, and what would it mean for this program to come away with that state championship? Um, you know, I don't know that it would it, it would change our program some. and But, I, you know, win or lose, I think we'll be motivated to get, get back there again. Uh, we've turned the corner, uh, got a lot of motivated kids. Uh, anytime you got 42 out of 57 playing, there's, there's some motivation there. You know, we got some more people that – It'll be ready to go next year, win or lose this football game. But, you know, to win it would be huge. You know, that's why you play the game to win the game. So, you know, we'd love to win it. Absolutely. And the last thing I've got for you is, you know, to talk on those seniors a little bit. You know, this group has um, has been so successful with you here the last right. few years. And, um, you know, what would it mean to, A, give them that championship, but also just what have they meant to this program over the last um, four years? You know, They've been they've been instrumental our last four years, but you know the last eight years we are I think seventy eight and twenty four something like that. You know we we try to have you know we talked about averaging ten wins a year. We made it this year, really didn't make it last year, but we made for it in the past. Uh, this crowd has played. This will be their third state championship, lost in the semifinals when they were freshmen to Orangeburg Prep. So. Uh, they've been around a lot of football games. Last year was the only year I think they didn't win 10 games. So, you know, and they played for a state championship last year. Um, last year, one of them years, we didn't have but five seniors on the team. And, and you know, we had some good ones, but we didn't have many. Um, but I – well, <laughs> I don't know what day. <laughs> yeah, a special group there. Hopefully, you guys can win that for them um, yeah. on Saturday. We're looking forward to a very fun game down at uh, Charleston Southern. We'll see you down there. All right. Thank you very much. All righty. And that'll do it for this week's episode of The Blitz. Thanks again to David for coming in to chat a little football with me. We're looking forward to a fun game on Saturday. Also, on the item this week, we've got the grind with RJ Gibson from Scott's Branch. And you know, we talked about his motivations and what drives him as a guy who, you know, has played for three straight state championship games and is yet to come away with a win, but he's driven by a lot more than that quest for a ring. Also, stay tuned for all of our coverage from the playoffs this week as we've got Sumter High, Lawrence Manning, and Lee Academy still deep in the postseason. For the Item Podcast Network and Studio Sumter, I'm Tim Leibel. Thanks for listening.